This podcast is by G. Wayne Miller for the Providence Journal. Kids are uh, hearing a lot of chatter at home and in school and on social media about COVID-19. Uh, that, of course, is the official designation of the coronavirus. Uh, there's also been a couple of school closings in Rhode Island. So as a result, uh, kids are on pretty high alert. There seems to be a fair amount of stress. Uh, once you take kids out of their normal schedule or even confront them with the possibility, um, the kids get, get pretty worried about things. What do you advise uh, parents and significant others, guardians, um, to, to do in, in terms of this? much recommending that uh, parents or uh, guardians or adults uh, talk with their kids about the virus. Uh, before talking with children, um, adults might want to sort out their own feelings, uh, discuss their own anxiety or uncertainty with other adults, because uh, kids pick up on attitudes and feelings of the trusted adults. So parents need to get their support uh, and get themselves in a good place before they have that conversation with their kids. Uh, so that the more comfortable uh, and confident and calm the adult is, uh, the more likely that will uh, translate over to the kids. Then we want to be sure that um, the adult has the most current information, that their information is accurate, uh, so that they can um, be able to best of their ability and age appropriately answer questions uh, for the kids. Um, the most recent information, of course, can be found on the CDC uh, website. So, okay, so when talking with the kids, um, we recommend that you start off the conversation by asking uh, the child uh, what they've heard about the virus, uh, what they've heard at school, what they've heard uh, from their friends, what they might have heard on TV or from social media. Um, the adult uh, would be nice if they could very calmly correct any misconceptions or false information. Uh, it, for uh, Depending on the age of the child, it might be helpful to explain certain words uh, such as virus, uh, isolation, quarantine, contagious. Kids sometimes repeat those words but really don't understand the concept behind them. So it would be helpful if the adult uh, can uh, provide an age-appropriate explanation, which would help the child put whatever the rest of the conversation is in context. So then um, the adult would want to present factual information. Uh, don't assume that kids, especially under like age eight or nine, uh, will really understand uh, what all of is going on around the means. Uh, they need the adults to put the facts into perspective uh, for them. Depending on the age of the child, you want to convey realistic uh, confidence in their safety so that for the real young kids, you want to be able to say, hey, no, it's all right. Uh, things are going to be okay. You're going to be safe. There are lots of adults and people that understand the virus, scientists, that are working on keeping you safe. As the kids get a little bit older, um, obviously uh, we need to be a little more straightforward about um, how safe is safe uh, and to share with the older kids that um, there is a certain amount of ambiguity. We don't really know where things are going. 
um, and let the older kids know what you know, uh, express safety with some confidence, but you also want to be as realistic as possible and let them know that there's an awful lot of what's going on outside of um, our uh, knowledge at this point. Around here uh, at Bradley, um, we do have conversation uh, with kids. I do with kids on a regular basis. Um, and what the kids are presenting is kind of all over the map. Um, some are uh, more interested in the um, uh, March Madness than they are in the coronavirus. And other kids, especially those that may have pre-existing uh, anxiety uh, or depression, uh, or uh, lean in those directions, uh, might be more focused on uh, some of what's going on in terms of the virus. I think that uh, one thing to, uh, I would like to emphasize is that although kids uh, have likely heard that the virus started in China, uh, let kids know that their peers from the Asian culture, or any other culture for that matter, don't present any added risk for having or spreading the illness. Uh, one of the things that I've heard is, gee, my parents are telling me that we're not going to a Chinese restaurant until this is all over. Um, and so we need to work with kids to um, help them with miscon misconceptions, uh, facts are facts, uh, and try to work with kids. And so we want to work with kids to uh, avoid stigmatizing other kids uh, or avoid um, shunning peers in any way. Um, and that has to come from us. That has to come from the adults. You, you talked about kids who might already be predisposed to anxiety or depression. Obviously, um, for those kids who, who are feeling heightened anxiety, there is professional help always available. Yes, for sure. There are some things that parents might want to look for. Um, I mean, parents know their kids. So if uh, kids are presenting in a way that um, is outside of their usual. For example, they're having difficulty concentrating uh, or sleeping. Uh, they appear uh, more moody, um, either anxious, worried, panicked, withdrawn uh, than usual, uh, or their uh, eating patterns have changed, um, or they're having nightmares, for example. Uh, parents know that uh, something's happening there, and uh, the help would be in the direction of their primary care physician, uh, their pediatrician, uh, or, of course, um, they can uh, be in touch here at Bradley. Uh, we have a 24-7 uh, um, emotional hotline that anyone can call. Uh, it's Kids Link, Rhode Island, 888-888-888.